0: Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. All right, every Thursday on Oilers Now at uh, 1235, we're pleased to be joined for our friends at GCL Diesel, providing genuine diesel parts and turbocharges at great prices since 1972, GCLDiesel.com. We welcome back to the show former Edmonton Oiler player and now uh, Sportsnet color analyst Louis Nebraska, Hi, Louis. How are you doing? very well today bob how are you doing well it's a it's a road trip and we're an air conditioned country you know what i mean the old voice (laughs) got to protect the old voice i stopped turning it on to be honest with you You know me i'm a polar bear
1: so i don't like it very hot but uh, i just find sometimes that air conditioning can take its toll on you so you have to be careful but it does it's it's a a reality it's a reality of the business no question
0: yeah no it is if you're not used to it and I mean, for everybody back in Edmonton, we're well aware of the temperature there. Uh, and it was I, I especially notice it in Tampa Bay every time I go to Tampa Bay. Now, last year, we ended up getting COVID there and uh, we think it would actually occurred, but did not test until we had to fly back to Canada. I'm thinking, you know, it just there's something about how it breaks you down uh, with the AC it, and and it's a combination of the heat and the humidity combined with the AC and just knocks. If you got to talk for a living, man, it can it can play havoc with you. But that's minor. That's minor stuff. Those are hey, we're a privilege to do what we do, Louie, We had an incident the other night and it was scary. I mean, it was really scary with Evander Kane. You you've uh, you know you play the game for a long time. You broadcast the game. Just uh just the thought of what was crossed. I mean, I knew what happened right away. And I was worried for him, but he's in a safe place because, you know, of all the medical personnel available and out there. But just a thought on what you saw with Evander.
1: Yeah, no, my, I feel the same way, Bob, and you never like to see it. I think that every player on the ice is concerned, both the Tampa Bay Lightning and the Edmonton Oilers. You don't want to see that happen to anybody. and. It's a real unfortunate incident. I'm glad to hear that Evander's doing well and uh, as well as could be in this situation. He's going to meet the team in Florida, which is great. And he's going to spend a couple of days before going back to Edmonton. But you know, it, it, things happen so fast on the ice. The skates are so sharp. Uh, it was a fluky situation where he fell down to the ice and Patrick Monroe was just coming through playing hard on a puck and happened to step on his, his wrist slash forearm and, we all know what happened after that. I've seen a couple, though. I've seen a couple of real bad cuts in my time in the game, and uh, a couple that stand out. Mike Hartman, actually, with the Tampa Bay Lightning, Tampa Bay Lightning back uh, when they used to play at the old Ice Palace, the first arena that the Tampa Bay Lightning played out of before they played at the Thunderdome, before they played at the new arena. Now they've been in, but he got cut in a in a in a game as well, and he had to go off. And um, yeah, you know, it's. Uh, it's part of it. I think every player understands the risk when they go on the ice, but you don't see it happen too often, which I think is a very good thing. And we're we're happy to hear that Evander is gonna is gonna be okay through this, and it'll be a long road back. But it, it's uh, you know something you never want to see anybody go through.
0: What I remember about Mike Hartman, Louie, was he was he's he was not the biggest guy, but he punched nope. above his weight class. Like he was a oh, yeah. tough middleweight. Is that a fair assessment? 100%. I would, I'd I call him a light heavyweight because I think he was up over 200 pounds,
1: 210 maybe when he got his biggest, but you're right, he wasn't that tall and he was taking on some big customers. Similar to Ty Domi, I guess I would say. Now, Ty Domi was a legit heavyweight and I think Hartman, like you said, in order to stay in the league and play the way he did, he was uh, a guy that had to fight heavyweights too, and he, but he, and he wasn't afraid to. He was a, he was a tough dude, but um, there were some giants that he was tangling with in his time, that's for sure. But it was a scary situation, and he panicked too, and I know that anytime that happens, I know Evander knew right away something was wrong, and it was a cut, and you start to see that blood, and you just want to get to medical attention as quick as possible. And as you said before, it can't happen in a better place in the sense that there is medical staff for both sides. there. doctors traveling with, uh, with the Evans. So there's doctors in the house, the Tampa Bay lightning and, and they deal with that stuff very quickly. And they were on it right away, which is awesome. But uh, yeah, just, it just, it really sets a tone and, and how the players came out afterwards. And I thought got back to playing is just goes to show you how mentally strong they are. Cause you don't want to see that happen to your own teammate, let alone the opposition. And you know what? Um, I take my hats off to the rest of the players who kind of buckled down and just continue to play a hard game, but you never want to see that. And I feel for Evander, you know, he was digging in, starting to play hard, and just fell down, and it's a fluke. It's just one of those fluky things that happens, and you're never expecting
0: that. Louis, uh, look, and I, and I know you're friends with Brian Marchman, and he passed away this summer at the draft. Were you on the bench when that happened with him in Dallas? That was that was I I just remember it like, you know that was the first year I started working TV and I'd worked uh, the Dallas end of the series uh, for the Dallas broadcast and I I remember talking to the doctors and again same situation the docs being there huge difference and the same thing happened well um, we
1: go to Clint go for it. you know you you look at Clint Millarchuk and what happened to him and that's just I mean don't go watch it because it's Gruesome, but um, I got to tell you, if that doctor wasn't sitting in the stands at that point in time behind him, I know he, he was responsible for getting that, that blood flow stopped. He, w- he wouldn't be with us today. So it's just, yeah. you know what? Uh, that's why they're held in such high regard. They save lives, and, you know, I'm glad that they were able to get it under control with Evander right away.
0: Jay Bomeister as well, you know, like Jay uh, had an unbelievable yep. Yep. career. He was a, you know, he was an unbelievable player at a very young age.
1: We you don't have to go any further than Taylor Hall, like Taylor
0: Hall and warm up. You know that day in Columbus,
1: we we're all sitting there watching warm up, and the next thing you know, it's all hands on deck. It's just, you know, obviously that's on the face, but still, it's it's traumatic and uh, it, it stays with you. You remember them clear as day because it's something that doesn't happen every day, and you don't want to see it happen. And when it does, it kind of leaves a mark, no question.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and it's funny because in football they use the term next man up and i gotta tell you i think it's a little different in hockey because the the cap system non-guaranteed contracts all that kind of stuff evander kane is not going to be an easy player for like let's face it and all the listeners the listeners who like the edmonton Oilers because we have listeners to this show that hate the Oilers, but the listeners who like the edmonton Oilers know damn well what the impact was of evander since coming to the team yeah. it gave them a different dimension this is not going to be an easy guy to replace, is it?
1: Nope. No, I mean just just statistically alone, he's not going to be an easy guy to replace. But the other dimensions that he brings to the table as well the you know the physical game that he brings, the edge that he brings, the uh, the gamesmanship that he brings you know all of that. But um, unfortunately, it is next man up. You know that's the only way you can deal with things like this. And and Jay Woodcroft said that this morning in his huddle. He you know he said, listen we understand how big of a hole that is going to be to fill nobody nobody here is undermining what Evander Kane brings to the table but he's not available now for a while so It's an opportunity for someone else, and players are always looking for chances to step up and play more, for someone to jump in and grab that. I'll go back to the penalty kill when you said before the game versus the Tampa Bay Lightning. I'm going to use the guys. They show me they can get the job done. Who wants the job? Let me know, because we're open for business here in the penalty killing department. And We saw Warren Fogle in a game where I thought it was as obvious his best game of the season, but not even the goal he scored, not even the block at the end of the game being out there in the last minute to shut the game down. It was the penalty kill where I really noticed him. He was working his butt off out there. He was blocking shots, being aggressive, getting pucks out of the zone. And that's what Jay Woodcroft is talking about when he's saying stepping up and next man up. Other guys have opportunities here. It looked like Dylan Holloway was taking turns on that left side with Leon Drysdale and Zach Hyman, a place he's had chemistry before. And maybe it's time for the kid to get a little bit more and a little bit more of a chance at a top six role. I'm sure he's going to be very excited to be playing there tonight, and and he should be. And this is an opportunity for him too. And players recognize that. This isn't this isn't where you want to see your your teammate go down like Evander Kane, so you can get a chance. Nobody wants to see that. I'm telling you, it just doesn't work that way. You want to get your opportunities the right way, but in really tough situations like this where a team member goes down and he's going to be out for a while and you know it, they have to find solutions. And the solutions right now have to be in this room, and uh, guys are going to get a chance to show it.
0: How important was it for the Oilers to bounce back against Tampa after dropping three straight, Louis? I
1: thought it was, you know, I think, and you said the same thing, and we all kind of felt it. I thought it was a real good game for just the team morale. I thought it was deflating in Washington, especially the team that they dressed, the way the game went, the penalty trouble, just call it what you want. I, I would say the penalty kill gave up four power play goals against. Just It's really tough to win in this league when you give up one or two, let alone four. It just left a real bad taste in everybody's mouth. Get in at 3.30 in the morning. Guys aren't getting to sleep until probably four or later get up the next day, have your meal, get ready for the game, and go up against the Tampa Bay Lightning team that, albeit, you know, maybe they weren't firing on all cylinders, they're a dangerous, dangerous hockey team. Best goaltender in the game, you have to get to him, and they did. The shorthanded goal by Fulger early on kind of set the tone that they might be able to get to this guy early and often, and I give them a lot of credit. I thought it was a real team bonding game. It was a game where um, some unlikely heroes came to front, you know, the big guys still got theirs. Don't get me wrong. They do every night, though. We expect that. And that's always been the storyline of the Evans and Orders. The big guys are always going to play the way they play. They're going to put up the points they put up. It's about the support cast. It's about the defense. It's about the goaltending. It's about, you know, putting it all together. I thought Jack Campbell's best game as an Oiler. I truly do. I think he made the season when he needed to. I thought he had a great start. Could have been a lot different game early on. And that's a real confidence booster for a lot of players that were still trying to find their game and dig into the season, and just hadn't been able to get that traction. That kind of a game can solidify that. And there was a real good feeling after the game by everybody involved because it was all hands on deck and everybody won that game. There wasn't one passenger in the game, in the game versus Tampa, and they're going to need that again tonight against a very desperate. Hurricanes team who lost pretty badly last night in Florida is coming back on home ice have already lost once to Edmonton they will be motivated and ready for this game tonight and I think that Edmonton can carry over that mojo into tonight's game against Carolina
0: Now Yamamoto uh, may not be available for tonight we'll have to wait and see yeah. there's a chance that's going to be the case it's too bad because I kind of like the concept of putting McLeod with Fogle and Yamamoto uh, just yep. because those guys and I'm going to ask you this as a former player: those guys are buddies, like they kind of hang together. It's McLeod, yep. Fogel, Yamamoto, and Bouchard. So, how about give them ownership? To, to you know, the orders need some good mileage, and it, it could be Derek Ryan with McLeod and Fogel tonight. So, a pair of former Carolina Hurricanes. But those guys, with Kane absence, Kane's absence, they become more important too, don't they, Louie?
1: Absolutely. And, you know, we talked to Warren Fogle this morning, Jack, and I just, you know, just to kind of pick his brain a bit about coming back to Carolina, playing against his old team, getting off the stride, scoring that first goal. And he actually mentioned how much he liked playing with Yamamoto and McLeod. They thought that line was starting to have some chemistry, starting to dig in. Derek Ryan's been in that position before, too, and has had a nice little stretch here where we saw him have a similar stretch in the Southern swing last year. He was uh, He was on fire back then. And uh, likes playing against his old team. So he's one of those utility knives that can go in any situation. Derek Ryan, I think, gets maybe not talked about enough about how versatile he is and where he can kind of slip in the lineup and fill a need, fill a hole. And not only fill it, but do very well in that position. So that's why he's still on the team. That's why he's here. Because he's versatile, because he can go into those situations, can do a lot of different things. But yeah, Yamamoto wasn't out there for the end of practice today. Um, I thought I saw him early, but I don't even know if I did see him on the ice. There's a lot of extra guys skating around. and we getting this, and the next thing I know, I didn't see him again. So I don't know if he did touch the ice at all. I can't confirm that, but he certainly wasn't there for three-quarters of the practice. we 100% sure, and he didn't take rotations on that line. So um, I don't know if I expect him to play tonight. I'm not sure what he's dealing with, but... Uh, it's opportunities again uh, we, we go back to what we talked about before and it's really too bad for Yamo too because I thought he had a real solid game I know he didn't get on the score sheet he had five hits in that game versus Tampa Bay played over 15 minutes in a vital game which I said again everybody was involved in that win and that's right from top to bottom everybody did exactly what they needed to do to claw and scratch and win that hockey game in a real tough back-to-back situation and uh, that's why it felt like it kind of boosted the team's morale a lot uh, after a tough loss in Washington. But it's an opportunity. Again, we're going to see Yanmark go in there tonight, who just got recalled from Bakersfield, a hard-nosed guy that plays a very straightforward game, put up some numbers early in his career you know has has always found that niche to be that 25 30 point guy every single season six straight seasons in the National Hockey League it was unfamiliar territory for him being down in the American Hockey League on a PTO coming in and you know what for for me this is a guy that can can definitely fill a hole he can move up and down your lineup he's an excellent family killer he's a physical player um 29 years of age now so he's a little more more of a veteran player but It'll be interesting to see how he slides in, but I don't think it's going to be that big of an adjustment for him because this is where he's known to play. This is this is what he's been the last six straight seasons.
0: Louis, what the heck's going on with Boston this year?
1: I'll tell you what, they're just (laughs) well. Of course, you're always going to have the uptick in a new voice. I mean, the same thing's happening in Vegas, right? But I I would say that. You know, I I really do feel that maybe even more than just the voice, I think it's philosophy a bit. I think it's just the team right now is poised and ready for it. They got some guys coming back. They didn't know if we're going to come back. I mean, Bergeron especially. Nobody really knew if he was going to retire this year, come back to the team. Then you have David Krejci, who, you know, has only ever played for the Boston Bruins. He's held in very high regard in Boston, the way he's played the game and what he's done. For that organization and the guys kind of look at it and we you know we talked a lot about you know different teams saying hey it's 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 you know last kick at the can here with this group of players i think they really feel that way it's a tight-knit group and they feel that the window is closing guys are getting older things change with the salary cap david pastor an unrestricted free agent next year and still hasn't signed a contract there's a lot of things in the air and I think because of that, they've come out. They have a very deep group. They're going to get more healthy here with McAvoy coming back, and they're putting it together. They're getting great goaltending. I think that they've managed some injuries early on. They've been able to weather some storms, and let's just say they're, they're feeling it right now and playing, uh, playing a real strong team game.
0: Louie, great stuff. We'll have some fun tonight. All right, bud. Sounds good. That is Louis Debrus for GCL Diesel. It is 1250 in Edmonton. Uh, I'd like to get your thoughts right now. You can text us on the Ashley Fine Flores text line about Dylan Holloway getting the first opportunity to play with Leon Drysettle and Zach Hyman. Paul Yarvey remaining on the line with McDavid, uh, McDavid and RH. Let me know what you think. Again, you can text us, 780 496 0063. You're listening to Oilers Now. Welcome back everybody. If you're looking for a great Oilers road trip, you can join Oilers now in Vegas. In January, to see the Oilers play the Golden Knights in all the famous Vegas attractions, this New West Travel package includes airfare. Three nights at the five-star Cosmopolitan Hotel on the Vegas Strip. We'll have game rece- uh, tickets. We'll do a welcome reception. We've had some uh, great guests at the welcome receptions over the years. For the Orders now, Hockey Vegas package. Reach out to newwesttravel.com. Bob Stoffer, Brennan S. Scott with you. It's twelve fifty four. In Edmonton, and you can text us on the Ashley Fine Floor text line. I was asking a bit about Poliarvi and Holloway because they're going to need to step up here with Noah Vander Kane. Fletch on the Ashley Fine Floor's text line says Poliarvi done nothing. And the experiment is well over. Trade him, period. We are paying him as a top six player, and he's barely worth a bottom six. Good to see Holloway playing up. Tough year for Yamamoto, but he starts slow and ends up with 20 goals. Uh, I hope so. I hope Yamamoto gets the 20 goals. I don't know what's going on right now with him, but he doesn't seem right to me, so we'll continue to monitor that. Uh, Bob, I think Dylan better keep his head up tonight. Another hit like the one he took the other night could uh, knock him out for the season. My question is... Do you think they've talked to Dylan about keeping his head up and maybe the other players not to send him suicide passes? I think some of these guys are targets for the other team in the center ice area. Any thoughts? Love the show. Thanks from Bob. Uh, well, you know what? It's interesting on on hits and taking hits and making hits. Brendan, I'm going to bring you into this. I, I think we've got a changing of the guard. You know, certainly You know, if you watch NCAA hockey, uh, they skate around a million miles an hour. There's this this drag area in the middle, uh, just at the blue lines, where in the NHL, if you used to do that back in the 90s, you'd get destroyed. You'd get knocked the you-know-what out. And uh, they've got very tight calls on headshots in NCAA hockey right now. Um, I don't know if every player knows how to, to a throw a hit or b take a hit. I think it, I think there is a little bit of a generational thing going on. What do you think, Brendan?
2: Yeah, I think it's almost like we're seeing a grandfathering in of this this modern player who was not coached in a manner that led to them with a high sort of physical IQ in that sense. Where to me, I just look at some of these bl- glaring hits from behind, like Slavkovsky, and and the amount of damage he did to uh, to Matt Luff there, and and. It, it looks to me like these incidents aren't necessarily going away as, as we, um, you know, take the physical aspect out of just the general course of hockey. The incidents are still there,
0: um,
2: and maybe even more so as we have these players who don't necessarily know how to give and take
0: these hits. Brennan, some people would say part of the problem is there's no accountability for the hits. Like 20, 25 years ago, if you hit a guy, you didn't see, in my opinion, as many guys hit from behind. And if you did see a guy get hit from behind, guess what he had to do after he threw that hit? He had to drop his gloves and protect himself because he knew it was coming.
2: For sure. And, but do and, you not know, think uh, that even in the modern game right now that there's kind of that immediate aftershock of of players swarming in? Like we saw Ross Colton take a run at Yamamoto who wasn't even the right guy in the, in the circumstance. So I, I think there is a, still a rush to that fight, but there's certainly not the fighters
0: to impose well, that fear. Col- Colton tried to fight Fogle, right? Fogle blasted a guy. And then Colton went after him. And I, I mean, think of, think of Fogel. He gets absolutely slobber knockered, uh, by Joe Pavelski. And then Zach Hyman with a clean, it was a charging penalty on Hyman. They didn't call it. It should have been a charge. It also should have been a hit from behind. I think they gotta be like, you know, they say they're gonna call cross checks and then they don't call cross checks. You know, they, they, I, I'm confused. There's, it, it seems to be a different standard from official to official. You can maybe have that conversation because uh, I know you're going to take the final half hour of the show so I can hop on the bus. But, you know, when you have John Shannon on, because he's got great access to, to some of the most important people in the league. But take it for what, uh, take it for what it's worth. It's a glove to the face, Bob. It's not much of a fight anymore. That's the problem. Again, you can text us at 7804960063. It is a different time. It's just simply a different time. (laughs) Uh, yeah. There you go, you can text us 780 496 and we'll keep her going. Uh, off to a global news, uh, thanks for the text. Some of you are providing me with uh, some uh, political tie-ins to the sense of urgency of the doctors on the ice, wow. Anyhow, off to a global news weather traffic update with Kevin Robertson. And Elliot Friedman, uh, we don't have a live show for you tomorrow. It's the best of orders now tomorrow. So Elliot Friedman's going to join us for our, our friends at Abe's door service coming up at 105 on orders now when we return.